0: Mastering the Storm is the Here's the Storm podcast on the Anchor.fm platform. Good evening everyone. This this podcast is kind of a intro to the previous podcast we recorded earlier. Um as you might have heard there's been some news in the Here's the Storm front with regards oh, no, way, to Menzo's <laughs> <Psst. laughs> <laughs> at a bar so
1: it yeah. my basement. <laughs> my brother's playing red dead right now. So
0: yeah, this
1: This is not a regular (laughs) score recorded times. So,
0: so anyway, yeah. Um, so anyway, we felt like it was important to record a little bit of segment to go in front of the segment we recorded on Wednesday. Um, and Wednesday, I think we were pretty hopeful, you know, we were kind of, we were kind of hopeful that there'd be an HTC 2019 Mm -hmm. and we were just waiting to hear. And then, uh, news broke on Thursday that the H, both the HTC and the Heroes of the Dorm would be canceled for 2019, and that uh, developments will be shifting away from Heroes of the Storm uh, in favor of uh, their other IPs. projects. Yeah, But that there is still more heroes to come. It's just not going to be in the same cadence yeah, So as a result, the Reddit community definitely rallied behind this news. Um, Specifically, they were in support of the HTC. Obviously, they were against whatever was being announced about the, uh, you know, there was a lot of questions that felt like uh, the PR department was a little bit, it was a lot more spin than um, truth. And as such, last few days, we've seen that the Reddit, uh, the Heroes of the Storm subreddit, has become quite popular. It was featured as a uh, uh, um, as one of the featured Reddits on Saturday because of the amount of traffic we generated. Um, it was significantly higher. We also generated quite a number of uh, new subscribers. So as I guess people were kind of gawking a bit, you know, trying to you know add their two cents to this news and a lot of questions, a lot of solutions, a lot of why me kind of stuff. So when's and I, we've been talking, you know, through you know, Discord and stuff. To me, the game is about where it was at. And it's gonna and that and that to me is maintenance, you know. Yeah. If it's less than that, like two years a year, or you know, then it's getting to the point where you really aren't really putting a lot of effort into it. But I think right now Blizzard's got a oh huge God, PR problem. Any game they produce going forward, I don't know. It's like they're not really building on a you know a good foundation. You know, um, the World of Warcraft community is, you know, somewhat ambivalent right now with the patch, you know, 8.1, the Tides. There's some hope about 8.2, you know, with Azerite. But, you know, for the most part, they seem to be somewhat, you know, vocal. Uh, Overwatch, if this league doesn't pan out this year, if it doesn't gain the momentum it's supposed to gain, that could be questionable. WCS has, you know, the... The, the WCS hasn't been announced yet, although they have announced the tournament in um, Poland, but they haven't announced the WCS. So no one knows if oh, that that's really a thing. Oh, really? Hearthstone? Yeah. So, I mean.
1: I saw today there was a Twitter for someone who's like the product director for this. There's going to be a Warcraft 3 remastered esport.
0: The yeah. That.
1: Apparently. So
0: here's the thing about that. Okay. You're hoping that. A lot of people are going to want to play that game Again. with all of its yeah. with all of its restrictions. Like if you're used to playing StarCraft and you go back to playing Warcraft Three in the current, you know, the, it has a ton of limitations. I was going to say is controls, that, is that just due to
1: control sets and things like that.
0: Controls are limited. The amount of units you can select and hotkey. The you know the the you know, the camera locations. I mean, yeah. it's fun as a like kind of like a single player experience, but as a you know as, as an esport... An e-sport it has a really high skill ceiling <laughs> you know interesting yeah i mean granted a lot of people are saying that you could build the dota model within the you know and but that's a mod you know it's right. not a an yeah. it's not like <laughs> an know, actual right? thing yeah so um yeah <laughs> so i mean that's really interesting right now blizzard lives in interesting times and yes, i think it does. you know I think we have got to give ourselves a few weeks to see how things pan out. Maybe after the holidays, there might be an AMA. Um, see, so, you know, yeah, they should release a new here in the beginning of January. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that should be per the schedule. You know, you. the other thing, yeah. So I mean, that's you know, we'll see. I mean, if these things aren't panning out, you know, if like they're just playing yeah. tight lip like they are was right already, now, it, mine was I can bad see bad people bad. getting even more upset. You know, and yeah. Yeah. yeah, So I mean, Absolutely. but the game Mine, the game seems like it's place. in a good place right now, you know, with regards to just the where it's at. You know, I mean things do get stale though.
1: Can you give me a second? Just like tone it down.
0: You know, so it can get a little you know, it can get if it gets stale, people aren't gonna want to play. Yeah, but that's the thing about here is it was like the most freshest out of all the properties. You know, it was releasing yeah, something we'll every few weeks, you know, it was like there was always something coming out with heroes, you know, yeah. I, mean, everything I mean, I kind else of required... expected
1: just the to tone back, regardless this yeah. year coming up, just because we're almost at a hundred heroes now, right? Something like that. Yeah. It's like 80, yeah. but, you know. but you don't
0: need, I mean, that's all you need. You, know, right. if you don't need like much 100. more than
1: this. It's like, I'd rather yeah. have like longer time between heroes and more interesting heroes. Yeah.
0: You know, like, if you did six heroes a year, that's one every two months. And maybe, you know, maybe
1: more reworks, like refreshing heroes yeah. that are, like, completely dead yeah. in the current state of play at, like, the upper and yeah. lower echelons of play, right? Like, try to bump as many heroes into playable.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, I'd I much mean, rather that.
0: Yeah, those are just tweaks, you know? I mean, yeah. And that doesn't take get, as much yeah.
1: development time, right? <laughs> yeah, right.
0: And the thing is, is that a lot of the people that have been moved off of here as have gone to other projects. So that means that the new people you hire could be brought in here to kind of learn the ropes, so to speak. Learn, how know, learn to, Yeah. Learn, or learn their properties, learn their, you know, their three, this is all about 3d modeling. So this would be a great 3d a, modeling. Yeah. You know.
1: For intro people. It kind of makes sense a little bit.
0: To yeah. Me, to I mean, me, I think it's
1: just tough-ass. most of what is the issue with this, this whole situation is just timing, you know? Yes. It's poor timing. Where with BlizzCon there was the missteps there and then post BlizzCon there were some more missteps and then with the wow sentiments and all that stuff and then now it's this layered on top of all of that and how poorly it was handled where people who have people from industry saying, Hey guys, don't worry, HCC will be back with you know, great you know, equal to or greater funding than last year. Don't worry. And then all of a sudden it's like they look like liars and everyone loses their job kind of overnight. It doesn't, I don't know. It just feels really bad.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think we're going to see another, I think it's, you know, next week or two, it's going to, either it's going to just blow over or it's going to continue to smolder and flare up. You know I mean? It depends on what people right now. I think, you know, the, the biggest day was definitely Saturday that was cuz i think more people have more time to kind of vent um during the week i mean we've seen higher than average uh connections on reddit reddit for Heroes of the storm we, we you know generally during prime time it's about 3 grand today we were hovering around 4 or 5 yesterday we were hovering between 8 and 9000 wow. active that's people. crazy yeah we knew, we typically ha- handle around 3000 you know we had over 2 to 4000 new subscribers you know just (laughs) in a day you know just you know yeah um yeah but you know what you know you you say those numbers but what does it really mean it means that it could mean a number of things people just wanted to upvote. they wanted to make shit post you know they or they really were trying to support the community you know um Mm -hmm. and i you know like you said i'm a little bit conflicted too i mean you know I want to be part of a community. I think this is an opportunity. It's like you just, it's like a forest fire occurred. All the content creators, you know, so if you want to be a content creator and you play the game and you want to, this is, might be an opportunity. You might have a new opportunity to establish yourself, but then you're just like a vulture picking over the bones (laughs) per se. You know, it's like,
1: it was kind of like, if you, if you really care enough, you'll stick around and, you know, then and, that's and, and if it you know picks back up again at some point which i don't know right <laughs> yeah. uh, then it's then it'll be green you know for you because you're going to be here at the you know quote unquote ground zero when the forest regrows so to speak yeah. but I to me that's a little wishful thinking um
0: yeah i mean you assume that you could get views and people interested you right know, and if, if there's no interest and no views and you know, League of Legends is overshadowing it, or Dota 2's invitational. You know, right. these things will, you know, but the bottom line is this game now belongs to the community. Probably, it's yeah. not, a, there's He's no person. Like so, it's What the community makes of it, it's the community, and it's what Blizzard gives to the community and what I mean, tools they give to the community. You know? Out of
1: all the other podcasts, I would say ours is the most grassroots because we tried to connect back to the just general player base as much as possible. Since, yeah. well, yeah. that's what we are, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, we're players, we're you know, we're in the know on some things, and um, you know. And we're fans, you know? Yeah. And I'm still a fan of the game, you know? I'm a fan of the game.
1: I'm just not a fan of how Blizzard overall, like, Blizzard executives are handling this situation. Yeah. That's what I... That's what What? just... does. It's like they don't understand the player sentiment behind it. It's, you know, what the game represents beyond just a dollar sign.
0: And for me, I know I'm not going to play League of Legends or Dota. Nope. You know, just... I mean, as much as... (laughs) I mean, I just, I mean, if I'm going to play anything and it's not this, it's going to be StarCraft. If it's not StarCraft, you know, I'm pretty much done. (laughs) I'm an adult in my 50s. I don't need to, (laughs) starting in my 50s, I don't necessarily need to play video games, but I I hope to play this game and I hope to play with, hang out with you guys. And, you know, I am going to ladder. I'm going to try to get better and, you know, we'll see where it comes. You know, it's like I said, the silvers, the golds, and the platinums haven't left. It's the masters the grand right. masters the it's ones that are probably... on streamer types
1: yeah. and content creators yeah. um and pally time may be shifting gears himself as well
0: yeah well like Kai Barry said she you know the Heroes hearth is still going to do their thing with all their shows and stuff so but you're right and there are still streamers like you know uh cali girl and you know yeah. I mean, like I think it's like a fan you know, fan was streaming today yeah, so it's like that. That. that's kind
1: of cool yeah. that he still I can't see doing.
0: fan yeah, I can't see Fan not streaming because to him it's like a, it's a gold mine right now. <laughs> For yeah, him, I mean I guess cause that's true.
1: because he, he can just kind of jump on and everyone's gonna watch him, right?
0: Right, and they're gonna pay him and they're gonna sub and that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, yeah. I, I think I the mean, other part
1: of this that upsets me a lot is the dead game sentiment because I heard yeah. that I've heard that forever. You know, since mm-hmm. I was started doing videos and things like, like that, and um, it just leaves it like really poor taste in my mouth.
0: <laughs> but really for me it's like I'm not looking forward to any future Blizzard titles you know I mean nope. and I think that's that's really what's I mean before like you know when Overwatch was announced I was like alright I'll give it a try I don't like first person shooters Yeah, and I played it and I was like but I really like Heroes it's like you know so yeah. I mean and you know there there was that so I mean yeah, and like I can't imagine them bringing anything out that I'd be like hmm I gotta play that yeah. I mean, if there's a if it's a ba- you know uh, battle royale, there's already better ones. <laughs> so it's like I'm not gonna
1: play a battle. I'm so done with battle royale games. I don't want to yeah. play that.
0: I mean, I like the building aspect of the battle royale. You know, the real yeah you know, Before, the, yeah. You know, but I, you mean. yeah, yeah. So I mean, so I don't know what you know my tastes are anymore. I guess. You know, right. I don't want. I don't want to play bejeweled. <laughs> <It's>
1: like, <laughs> like you're like yeah. I'm not that casual. Yeah. This, all so, right. I think that's enough rambling for this
0: well let's talk about the show i mean the show yeah i guess it's a good
1: question
0: yeah so you know we were talking last week we were kind of joking we said well you know maybe we'll do like a video uh cast where we kind of just pick two heroes and try to make them work and then we were also talking about changing the format of the podcast to maybe be more like the what was it called the here's therapy. couch Yeah, like a yeah. couch oh, chats or talks. <laughs> HTC, here is therapy couch. <laughs> yeah. It seems more appropriate to do that now than anything else.
1: It just seems way more appropriate in general <laughs> because there's no there's no point in mastering, right? <laughs> there's, in the there's nothing to master or, anymore if there's no upper echelon.
0: <laughs> we're like Lucy and Peanuts, right? We have the psychologist <laughs> is in <laughs> five cents. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we'll I'm, I'm, flexi- I'm flexible. I mean, if Wednesday comes around we want to record, we'll record. If we're not feeling it, we're not feeling it. It, depends. Yeah. it really does depend on what goes on this week and what's yeah, the sentiment. Yeah, I kind of want to
1: let it simmer for a bit oh, and see what yeah. kind of shakes up and whether or not we'll have, like, a balance patch or something or just more to go off of because we really don't got yeah. much.
0: Left. Is- yeah, I mean, all we have to talk about this week is, you know, just –
1: what we're talking about right now? Yes. Yeah, the
0: implosion. <laughs> and I don't think we really need to. I think that, like you said, maybe we just give it a little bit. Um, give it a few weeks. Let's give it a few weeks yeah. to see if there's, yeah. if there's a new hero released in the beginning of January. Yeah. Then maybe we just pick it up from there and we'll decide what we want to call the podcast. The, yeah, the we can rename it, whatever yeah. we want to do from there. Yeah. It's sad, I mean, because I was kind of looking forward to it, but then, okay, yeah, it's cheers. the holidays. Maybe we, yeah, but it's the holidays. Maybe we should just play games and have fun and not worry about trying to record something. Yeah, so,
1: not, especially if it's going to be negative. I, be I don't think putting more negativity out there is worth it either.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, that's all I got.
1: Yep, that's all I got. So enjoy the show, everyone. But we wanted to just throw this little bit in there to kind of encapsulate the in-between, I guess.
0: True. Mastering the Storm is the Heroes of the Storm podcast on the Anchor.fm platform. Alright, alright, alright. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Mastering the Storm, my Heroes of the Storm podcast. I'm one of your hosts, LDAP, and I'm joined by...
1: Wenzeltron, or Eric. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure which way I should introduce myself anymore since I don't really use my handles much anymore. You
0: yeah. <laughs> don't?
1: Not as much. Uh-huh. I mean, the... the uh, The YouTube channel is pretty much officially in hiatus for the last four months. Mm. I don't know. Anyways, derailed that with a random thought. But, how's it been going?
0: It's been going good. You know, work's a little busy. Life's a little busy.
1: Life is very busy right now. <laughs>
0: holidays are holidays are coming up, playing a lot of heroes, you know, reading a lot of posts on Reddit. I think it's my part time job now, unofficially. But
1: <laughs> you are a Reddit mod, you've signed up for it.
0: <laughs> that is true. Some people don't think I'm a colleague of theirs though, so you know. That is that true. So oh, happen. I guess we yeah. should
1: totally talk about this. Maybe. Maybe.
0: Not in a bad
1: way, <laughs> but just like it happened as well, a thing because I still think yeah. I don't know podcasting is a thing like you don't need approval from people to be a, considered a podcaster in my opinion
0: I don't do this for approval I mean I do That's this what I'm be... <laughs> I do it as a community service I mean I like mm-hmm. the game I like there's an opportunity I think we've talked about this before I mean we're not League of Legends we're not Dota mm-hmm. we're a small little country bumpkin 6 million player community of a triple A title <laughs> you know right. so you know it's like, you know, for me, it's an honor to be even to considered content. in this. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I, I have no, you know, I'm only want to do is just pass on the word, you know, get people yeah. interested in the game and uh, passionate about the game. You know, I don't, you know, if. Mike Moorheim knows who I am. That's great, but you know, it doesn't. It's not gonna fuel my day. I, the fact is, right. I met people like you, and that's really what this right. is about. That, you know? I mean,
1: that, that's what I thought too. Like, that's what rubbed me the wrong way about the comments that happened. I'm not gonna name names because I don't think it's worth it. Um no. But I just thought, like, it's just a gaming community, and like, regardless of whether or not someone views I, you as, as a peer, is we all play this game, and we're all yeah, coming but, at it from the same angle. Or at least, that's what I thought.
0: Yeah, and you know, the one thing I'll say is we're focusing a little bit on the negative, but the, the positive was there's was a lot of people that said, you know, no, this, this guy's good people. Yeah, <laughs> so,
1: yeah. It, it know. kind of rallied around you, which mm-hmm. I thought was cool. Because I, yeah. I, you know, because I kind of just, you know, I know you now at this point. So I kind of was like, damn, yeah. that kind of sucks. Because I, I thought it was totally unwarranted, the comments that yeah. were made.
0: <laughs> and, and I think it kind of goes into the whole, you know, what your mind is in, where your mind state is. Like, you know, my comment was, you know, hmm. I'm sad, that, I'm sad that this isn't, you know, that we're not there yet, you know, and, right. you know, and that's, you know, it wasn't slating anyone, it was just kind of like, hmm, we've done a lot of episodes, all, this is number 18, right? And, mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But,
0: but the most important thing is, I really haven't tried to market us you know, we just wanted to be kind of word of mouth, you know, and, and that's because you and I are still forming that kind of, like, chemistry and that bonding. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, if people find us, great. You know, I mean, we're just filling up a couple of hours of your commute. You know, we're not, you know, <laughs> yeah, you, know, you know, we're not experts. You know, we're not pro players. We're just guys who are passionate about the game and, you know, passionate about video games in general. And we're trying to, you know, figure out you know, I don't the know lack about the... it. Yeah, the lack we've been talking about Buddhism, but our dharma, you know, what I, is our yeah. practice? <laughs> yeah, And, uh, you know, so, yeah, I mean, to me, it was... You know, it, was, it, it, it makes me more aware of when you say something publicly, how some people might take it, and you have yeah, to be... Like you know like
1: misconstrued in some way.
0: Yeah, and the one thing about being a mod, I've always been kind of... I've been rather reserved in my criticisms and judgments. I've mm-hmm. tried to be more silly than anything when I comment. This week, there was, you know, I, in the mod queue, people report posts. And this week, there was this guy. and Anyone who was making a post about, like, say, the balance changes, this guy was just reeling on the developers. Like, you know, Blizzard's a bunch of assholes. And this. Oh, and I finally just, yeah, and I was just like, you know, and I, I finally said, well, may, you know, this whole thing with the fistouche with the, the experience changes and stuff, it's quite possible that Blizzard has a plan, that even though they're announcing this gigantic game plan, that they kept some things in reserve knowing that the community is going to give feedback and then, you know, and there's some latitude and this guy, like, you know, so, you know, you gotta, why don't we use logic here? So I just broke down my argument in logic. know. So I think I'm going to be the salty mod now. (laughs) I think I've graduated (laughs) from the, let me (laughs) tiptoe.
1: You've changed your name on our discord channel to LDAP. The, what was it? The salty one. The salty one. Yeah. So, so it's funny. (laughs)
0: Um, Well, and just being salty does not make you toxic. It just means that you're going to, you know, you're not going, you're going to just be very affirmative. And yeah, I'm okay with that. I mean, yeah. But the idea is that, you know, I, Mm. you know, you know, it's it's not to change my approach. I mean, my approach is my attitude approach is always be. Let's wait and see. Let's look at it from a positive half. Let's be optimistic. You know, and then there is going to, you know, but also be. You know, realistic and, and pragmatic that things aren't going to always work as people think. And right. I think that's going to be the theme of this episode is we're going to talk about something that I like to call implicit bias. Uh-huh. Um, that's not something I like to call it. It's actually a clinical term. And it seems that Reddit is a magnet for implicit bias. <laughs> as oh, well yes, as is. everything, as well as everything we do in life. Because implicit bias is a form of kind of like psychotic, you know, an unconscious bias towards or unconscious preference towards things we've experienced. The echo chamber, basically. Yes, the echo chamber. The things that we think we know. Yes. And um, I'm going to give you a little riddle and I'm going to see how you pass this, uh, how you, not so much pass, there's no pass or fail, but how, how quickly you might be able to um, use divergent thinking to change maybe a, I want you to give me your default answer like just say right out of the butt what you think. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then after that, then we can, you know, I mean, it's like, you're going to get like 10, seconds and make the decision. And then like, after that, then we can talk about rationalizing your decision. So here's, here it is. It's a riddle. It's kind of a story. It says a father and son are in a horrible car crash. And the son is rushed to the hospital. Just about, just about the son is about to go under the knife. The surgeon says, I can't operate on this boy. It's my son. Explain okay. what's going on there. How can a person who was possibly involved in a car crash operate on their son? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Ten? Their they're, they're
1: in their first thought is that they are. Uh, they're putting too much pressure on themselves because what if they mess up?
0: Okay. So you're assuming that this the father is the one performing the operation.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Ah there's where the implicit bias falls in the father was involved in the car crash the son was involved in the car crash
1: yes yeah, where's the
0: mo- where's the mother
1: ah that's interesting and more
0: importantly can the mother be a surgeon absolutely there you go and that's where implicit bias runs in we have it we, it doesn't matter dude. You know, it's yeah like, well, it's like this isn't it's just a default
1: a, frame of thinking right
0: mm-hmm. exactly and you know you <sighs> hap- yeah this is the, this is the didactic uh, lesson that people start off when they start talking about implicit bias. I mean, yeah, this is like one of those attention getters you get. Right? And, <laughs> yeah. I, so I'm not I'm not it's trying to come off as the wise old one or no. The, it's the no thing the knowledge. professor does
1: at the beginning of the class is like, here's yeah, what we're yeah, trying yeah. to talk about in this class, and then he asks everybody the question. Everyone gets you know slapped on the forehead because they make, do the stupid answer or at least right. the least thoughtful answer right. because they don't they've never been exposed to it probably. <laughs> right.
0: So, what's been in the news this week in Reddit and heres of the Storm is the discussion of the oh, um, game last two weeks the, I would say yeah the well probably even a month the yeah. gameplay changes that are being proposed by Blizzard, and Blizzards are proposing these gameplay changes, and their rationale based on what they've told everyone is that there is a uh there's two criticisms they they I guess they constantly get: one, matchmaking sucks, right mm-hmm. <laughs> And the reason why matchmaking sucks is because there's there's a part, there's this ability to snowball. Basically, when a team gets a small, slight advantage, they can, can they can build upon their average to the point that there's a there's no way for the other team to come back from. Yes. And, yes. and so, what Blizzard thought was, we have this passive mechanic, you know, this passive XP bonus that people get throughout the match, and if we were to reduce the amount of implicit XP that you get for destroying structures and, and, you know, the the forts and such, and uh, that that would reduce the potential for snowballing, but also maybe even out the matchmaking. Mm -hmm. And the immediate response from the professional community, I I think everyone had this kind of wait-and-see approach, but there were people that just said, eh, I don't think this is going to work.
1: I think people were still kind of like, well, let's wait until we play it more.
0: Right. But there was this kind of like, I don't get it, you know, and Blizzard said, you know, we've definitely tested this with internally for a few months. We've definitely worked with some professionals and, you know, former game master or former grandmasters and things like that. And, you know, our initial testing internally that there's a positive impact, there's a correlation to making these changes and the games uh, seeming to not get out of control right mm-hmm. so then on last Monday they announced the balance they, the gameplay changes as part of the balance patch and with that they made some adjust, additional adjustments to uh, the armor adjustments that they've talked about and also the radius adjustments but then you know the pros got their hands on the you know the PTR and were able to kind of kick the tires and obviously the, the major three writers or people that contribute to this environment uh, Kevlar Guest Uh, KSOS, Critical Kitten, Kala, you know, you name it. The the pro scene got their hands on this and basically said, Mm -hmm. for the pros, the strategy is going to be, since we minimize risk, is to just soak XP. Not to go for objectives, not to get forts. because
1: Less playmaking, basically.
0: Right. And the reason why... Right. Be more passive because the risks are greater, too great. Versus just you know waiting it out to get to level twenty and then trying to win a team fight and win the match. And the the other things they found out were like the catapults that you would get from a fort because of the scaling. Yeah, they just stall lanes. They 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 don't provide much value. So Blizzard, you know, they they you know everyone was up in arms because of what the original you know the, the the group said. Yeah and yeah, everyone was like you know twitter was making more like
1: depressing like leading yeah. up to the announcement of like <laughs> what they yeah. were hinting at to change or at least the announcement of dev saying we hear you we're going to make a change or something exactly
0: so within 24 hours blizzard made a post saying hey we hear what you're saying we appreciate your feedback we will make some adjustments on tuesday <laughs> <laughs> so which caused wow. everyone to go What's that mean? You know, so everyone was writing their <laughs> suggestions, you know, not paradox, you know, being the kind of the diplomat that he is, you know, I'm not paradox, you know, and I know people inside Blizzard. So my internal sources are telling me, <laughs> this is what <laughs> it is. <laughs> but um, he's like, but he goes out. on, I think Friday, and you know, he was kind of reserved with his, you know, his um his YouTube videos. But he fought, he made one. And he kind of said, you know, here's the issues that people are seeing, which is good. And the next day, he made another one, and, and I, don't, I think it was more like a vlog, you know. Then, and he basically said, you know, before Blizzard used to have these kind of um, uh, symposiums where they would invite the streamers and the professionals, and they mm-hmm. would put them under lock and key in Blizzard, you know, and Blizzard jail, they might call it or something, <laughs> and um, you know, basically, kind of unveil what they're planning, and then try to get their feedback there, initial feedback there, make any necessary last minute adjustments, and then bring it out to the community, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Blizzard hasn't been doing that for the last couple of years. You know, the uh, last time I remember hearing that was like two years ago. You know, yeah, not so. paradox being not paradox. You know, he he likes to you know you know, put it out there. He says, why don't we have a summit and we can discuss this? Now, just to be clear, the HTC, before they begin the season, they have a summit with the H- all the HTC teams. So when each, and then more, I think it's more to cover the HTC rules than the meta <laughs> and what what maps. And stuff. <laughs> but they do have that summit. But, you know, so, but that was just not paradoxical, just riffing a bit, you know, and he yeah. even like yeah. on Sunday on Reddit, he was like, I don't know if I should have Posted this, you know. I was really? Like, oh, that's Yeah, and I was like, well, you know, not paradox. You know, it's like you did it, and it—it's definitely, you know, it, you know, Blizzard welcomes the feedback. Don't don't have a second guess. I think he was worried about the the like some the blow of the blowback from them. Yeah, I mean the you know the the Twitter blowback, the this the that, you know. I mean, mm. you know, I mean, being a you know, I'm I'm sure he cares, you know. And that's the thing I <laughs> want to say about everyone that wrote like Cavalier guess, Critical Kitten, KSOS. <laughs> these folks care you know i mean so we can't yeah and we can't discount caring you know caring is a very important I, I value that a lot but in the same token you know by expressing your initial opinions it seems to you know, and based on your previous experience as a pro player or what you're trying to achieve in the game that creates a bias you know and what the most difficult thing to do in a game is change it like look at World to work out. it changes a lot but, I know. You know. It's crazy. It's crazy but every, time, to... they, Just but every time they, change. change. It. It's crazy. Yeah. But every time they change it, it creates Higgly Piggly. Look at uh, <laughs> the tides of darkness. It's like, no one really likes these changes. No one likes balance changes. I mean, there's so... another
1: implicit bias though of people. We don't like change. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, plus a bias, it's just the attitudes and stereotypes that affect our understanding and actions and decisions in an unconscious manner. So, yeah. I'll say it's an unconscious, but I'll be clear, Kevlar Guest, all those guys, it's not unconscious. I mean, it's conscious. They are really thinking this thing through. But there is a preference. And one of the, the preferences that came out today, after the adjustments that Blizzard made yesterday, Kevlar Guest said, listen, this passive XP thing, I don't like it you know, as a mechanic, because I can't see it. I have to, you know, talk to developers. Yeah, I think it's a little...
1: I kind of agree with that that yeah. sentiment, because it's not intuitive, right? Like, now it's like... like Because the way I think of it is, like, it, if you're watching, like, a caster or like a streamer, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, we're going to get this fort, and now, all right, we're going to get a passive XP bonus and catapults every 90 seconds. That sounds really lackluster, just yeah. like, that standpoint. Because it's not... Just a instantaneous power level increase. It's just a gradual increase, which is—I don't know. It just doesn't feel that good,
0: right? Because there's nothing. It's not like the nazebo stacks for bowel infection, right? Ding, right. Ding, right. ding, 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 ding. There's no, there's
1: no <laughs> visibility.
0: Right. Other than the bar is going up. You can't tell how the rate of change on the bar. You know, yeah. it doesn't really yeah. and that, you know, and that's something Blizzard might have to iterate on and say, "Listen, we're telling people that they're getting 20% bonus and they take down a fort um to the passive XP."
1: Yeah, maybe like an icon where it's like every fort that goes like down for the other other team, you see like an icon on there and then you hover over it, it allows you to
0: you know or just a, or just a counter it shows that or it's that going too. faster yeah, yeah we well, have the speed of your counter like remember like in some of those uh, i mean like i know like in battlefield um like oh, in like, the battlefield like games controls yeah what they would have like um numbers right and the numbers like your numbers would be yeah, decreasing the up. enemy or yeah or tick down you know ba- based on like the amount of you know time um maybe have a counter just it's sometimes they do that in like the uh the armor modes, right? Where mm-hmm. you have like a um the, you're contesting to uh a point, but then you have right. like so many points on the on your core and it's like contesting that number yep. and that number goes down And a certain maybe they need to kind of think of that the indicator just so people knows. Yeah. You know. The other thing is is that you know that the the towers have value, you know, immediate XP XP value. You kill the tower, you're getting whatever the The previous experience was at minus 50%, right? So the other day, you you and I were doing uh, Volkskaya Foundry and we had got the Protector early. This is the match we lost. But Mm -hmm. we, you know, initially we got it and like we tried to take the fort on the middle level. Now, to me, when you play Volkskaya, the the standard practice should be rotating between top and mid, you know, because it's a short distance, you can get the uh, XP there and have someone soloing bottom at all times. If you get the protector, have someone split, you know, have someone, you know, uh, soak uh, the, you know, uh, at the bottom lane or wherever the other lane yes. is. The protector should be initially only trying to get the towers. If you can get the well, good. If not, just move down to the next towers. The towers are the most important because they give you the most XP bump. And then, you know, maybe finish off a fort when you're rotating between lanes. Maybe you'll yeah. be able to, you know, or get a kill or a gank, you know. But what happened was, and previously in the previous patch, if you you know you tried to take the fort, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, you would take yeah. the towers, you take the the well, you try to get some kills, and you take that you would take that fort as much as well, you and could. It like, you know? was
1: really hard to take the fort for some reason. Like the protector, yeah. I think they had a lot of specialists yeah. specifically yeah. against us, so that was part mm-hmm. of it. But like, yeah. it just felt like we just couldn't take a fort for some reason. And like no. the towers not giving experience or very little experience, was pretty damaging in that early phase because you normally focus those.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the if, thing you gotta think about see, when you have that, when you have that protector, you there's two things you want to avoid. You want to take down towers because that gives you media XP. You want to avoid kills against yourselves because that gives them XP. So they right? don't.
1: I'm trying to see the experience changes removes 1,250 from forts and keeps while cutting the keep. Uh, keep towers from 250 to 800 to 125 to 400. So they give very very little experience.
0: But they give experience, you know, and yeah. they give you opportunity. It, it's just on. not
1: noticeable. Yeah, I mean, they open yeah. up strategic opportunities then to destroy exactly. walls and things like that. The
0: problem is, unless you know this, you, you know, bottom line is you think, well, if, if it's bronze, silver, maybe gold, and you haven't played in a while, you're going to march it right into the fort. There's yep. no, there's nothing telling you not to do that. You know, there's not saying, right. hey, that's not the best strategy to do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> unless yeah. you do the extra legwork like we've done. for
0: Right, or just anyone. Jobs. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So once again, you know, the HTC is optimizing, and maxing the whole thing. Mm-hmm. They'd say that, well, we should just soak lanes, you know, and now if we decide to go for the protector, what do we what's our what's our strategy for that? You know, what is yes. what are we trying to achieve if we don't get it and what do we try to achieve if we do get it? Um, so anyway, um, side soaking aside, you know, that was the other things are changing, right? And, you know, so then it comes down to it's quantitatively it makes sense what Blizzard did. the, the numbers are starting to make sense, you know that the snowballing is not occurring. I mean, we played that match. It went back and forth. It went to 30 minutes, which, you know, typically when you lose, like, your three forts and a keep, you know, uh, Volkskaya Foundry is over. But no, we kept, you know, we kept ourselves in it, you know, Mm -hmm. for another 20 20 minutes, farmed a bunch of experience, but didn't get our quest complete. Right. Right. (laughs) Still, the point was, is the match felt... We felt like we could win at any time. Basically, after the 20-minute mark. And so... Is that what they're achieving? Quite possibly, you know. Um, You know, I mean, Blizzard getting what they are looking for quantitatively. I think that they are seeing the numbers they want to see. We're dealing with a qualitative issue now. You know, it doesn't feel right. Doesn't doesn't it's sure
1: qualitative,
0: right? And so that's the next part Blizzard's going to have to iterate on. So one of the discussions I got involved with in Reddit was this discussion of when blizzard development makes decides to make something Do they just go with their initial gut and then let it ride and that's it and my 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 impression is they have a number of options that they're looking at and they're just taking their time and iterating you know to kind of come up with you know the this the changes that the community can get behind both the both the pros and the amateurs you know and to me 99% of the HOTS players, 99.9% of them, in my opinion, are amateurs. There's only one point, like 0.01% that are professional in this game. Now, that doesn't mean that the game should be catered towards, you know, just stupidity or non engaging. Yeah. But it means that the, that the, the min maxers, the top 1%ers who are playing this game as a career, their approach to the game is a lot different. And they are going to take advantage of any, you know, or they're going to, you know, they're going to manipulate the game in order to win in their favor, which is yeah, fine. Yeah. You know? But what's good for the health of a video game? <laughs> you know, is it the 1% or the, lack of, or the majority of that? Or is it the 99% you know, who play the game and want to have a fun experience? You know, and my, ter- my interpretation of that, it's the 99%. And the pros need to kind of adapt, but also provide feedback. Yeah. You know, to, yeah. And that's where I think that you know, from a number standpoint, it's looking good. I still think the um, the numbers on uh, dual lane maps skin snowball. I mean, we played a couple matches where yeah
1: they started, you
0: know <laughs> where we snowballed it because if, if we, you just
1: focus on soaking, you can kind of get a level advantage quite easily. Yeah. And it will and I think that's part of how we're playing the game right now too, because we're kind of playing mm-hmm. these hyper aggressive pick comps, mm-hmm. in general. Right. So it causes people to kind of panic at mm-hmm. the our goldish silver elo, where when we start forcing players out of their comfort zone, they tunnel vision hard. At least that's what mm-hmm. it feels like to me. Um,
0: so yeah, they being, don't know. That. They don't know how to like use their walls or their towers. They yeah. they don't know how to kind of protect themselves and focus their damage on yes. the objective. Well,
1: any of this I'm like for instance I've been playing like this weird tank off offlaner thing that is like just like I'm just free soaking most of the game, you know, and they don't mm-hmm. even they don't even react to me. And right. You know, that that's a huge glaring mistake on them, not on us mm-hmm. obviously. Um and it's kind of like backstepping from the to like just in general what these impressions feel like um mm-hmm. the 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 addition of a catapult post fort going down is an interesting thing because we like mm-hmm. in the first few games we played um when that fort goes down it's not it, you know noticeable at the outset but then once you like have another troop like another like um objective spawn on the map somewhere and say you let your lane get you know You just kill it, and you weren't thinking about the catapult, so you just left. Um, That catapult can still push all the way to, like, keep walls. And then if you continue to let it do that, you can have multiple catapults start piling up and actually take out um, keeps and things like that, or keep towers. And that's actually, I think, why we won one of our games. We wound up trading out a keep for nothing because they just, like, catapults pile up because we had gotten a fort. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and I think that is an overlooked bonus of this patch where mm. people who aren't as good as at the mic or for lower level elo that has not learned how to micro f- or macro effectively, which is a lot of the player base because we talk about the solo and all the goddamn time, you know, mm. um, if you can't do that effectively, you're going to start losing things and you're going to start throwing games because you lose those things.
0: Right, and I mean, like not paradox and even cavalier guests. They'll say, "Here's another quick test on what foundry." There's, there's the A, the B, and the C um, contest point. Yeah. What level do you think people should be at at the level when the protector is at level is at the C, or the bottom point? What level should both teams be at
1: for a, what for each objective?
0: Right, so well, not not objective a, not objective b, but by objective C when it's that's like thirteen a, sixteen,
1: that, usually,
0: okay, so you think it's thirteen sixty, would you believe it's actually twenty <laughs> yes c, so if you if you were, if you were c, soaking proper, if you're, yeah, if you're soaking properly, Ow. you should you should be level twenty, so every match that you're not level twenty um and you're contesting the the c point, it's probably because you haven't been soaking enough or that's taking crazy. advantage of. It here yeah. so and that's one of the things you know it's just you don't know int- intuitively it's like playing poker right yeah do you know if you see a pair on the board that means there's a potential full house and that if you have like two of a kind or two pairs you're you're at much higher risks of being beaten by a full house it's something that unless you know something about the game these are like the standard plays or the things that you have to learn right and right. The thing about it is, is for the most part, people just play. They play quick match. They play, you know, here league, team league. And between, pl- you know, bronze and plat, it's all about just getting, you know, wins, kills. wins, win. kills, wins, kills, wins, wins. Just
1: kills. Yeah. Because like, yeah. sometimes it seems like I, they just want to fight for fighting's sake, not even just right. for right. winning sake. Um, right. And I think that's so, why we've been starting to climb in general.
0: Yeah. Well, we're focusing the thing about, uh, and that's something we I'd like to talk later about that. Yeah, I I know. Wanna, yeah, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. So, but the point I'm trying to trying to say is how much experience you know, the macro game is a very important aspect of this game if you want to stay even or get ahead. You know, and so knowing intuitively, you know that you should know, you should be soaking. You should never just let minions crash into a fort. You know, yes. and and, and not that's even more detrimental
1: now than it once mm-hmm. was. And yes. I was—we noticed that too, where teams were,
0: right. even
1: by just letting a minion, like a couple minions die to the towers, mm-hmm. you were, you know, losing out on your lo- like. On the teams that were playing okay against us, they were probably we were probably about a level ahead, at most.
0: Mm-hmm. You right. know, and, and that's it, just how it's supposed to be. Even if you have three forts down, you're not going to be you know unless you're getting a ton of kills and you know you're you're grabbing a lot of like camps.
1: I think that you're can really- be okay. I think yeah. that can be okay.
0: But to me, you know, since the last phase of the patch, I feel like I'm in every game. Even the one we were, like, getting our asses kicked, I felt we were in it. You know, we just, you know, if we just make a bad call, we go back to soak something that we don't need to soak. And this is the other thing. Or we become scatterbrained or something. Right. Even if you have catapults in a lane, you don't have to rush back you should probably still do the objective you know what i'm saying like and and because the range unless it's like level 20 then the catapults are a lot more detrimental but if it's below 16 i'd say you're okay just letting those catapults do their thing and, and go to the objective do the objective and then go clean it up side soak it afterwards if you win the objective yeah so so i mean um but you know with this, you know, like I said, so we're dealing with some bias, you know, some, you know, some cognitive bias, uh, some implicit bias by the pro players. Their implicit bias is based on their experience and how they look at the game, how they play the game. Yeah. But they're just 1%. There's 99% of the community that's playing this game. I mean, they're
1: They're like
0: the pro 1%, not even 1%, Mm -hmm. right? Right. I'm giving them 1%. I'm giving them 1%. I'm including all the master level players and all the grandmasters. And, you know, we definitely value them. We they're, they're the ones we watch on Twitch. They're the ones we read their guide. Yeah. So they definitely, but you and I have been, we have a new hashtag. We have a new kind of motto. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we've been kind of saying it a lot. Make your own meta, right? And
1: It's been it's working. Much, it's been working too.
0: Make your own hashtag, make your own meta. You know, the bottom line is, you know, it's great that these influences are out there, but maybe there's no future for the HGC maybe we're just going to have to play the game the way we want to play it, you know? <laughs> you know? Yeah,
1: with, with your and, own team, right? I mean, you've right. definitely seen that too before, though. Like, teams have made their identity on playing the game their way. ADRD from mm-hmm. Team Zealots and Method and stuff like that. He's right. called the med scientist for a reason.
0: Yeah. And so, like I said, you're know, learning the imp- the impact of the hidden mechanic is important and learning yes. how to take advantage of that. But also... heroes. you want to pick the teams you want to comp the best you can working with each other Mm -hmm. make your meta make your heroes work it sounds like today murky is just as viable today now than he was in the previous patch in the previous patch you pick a murky you might lose because the guy you couldn't soak enough or he was soaking and you weren't getting you know team fights to me today it sounds like every hero is somewhat viable now you know, and
1: if you put you it can, in the right place, yes, absolutely. Right,
0: and that's the thing. Maybe we're gonna have to just stop relying on the pros and their their hero pool of maybe thirty out of the eighty heroes. And you know, maybe look, you know, how many heroes do you know? How many pro players do you know play Zarya a lot?
1: <laughs> None. Maybe there was a little can bit we, back in the Aria meta back in the right. day.
0: And wouldn't you say you had a you know, bias against Aria before you? I mean, not yeah, R, uh, Zarya before. I playing for sure with the, did. Yeah, before, then what happened. before
1: we started talking about it, like I was like, this is the silliest thing ever.
0: And then what happened? What happened?
1: We decided that we were going to try and make it work, and we've made it work since then.
0: Yeah, like, I made it work.
1: It's almost like just believing in it, you know?
0: Yeah. And yeah. just
1: kind of saying, okay, what have we been trying to do along the same lines? And to give context to that, we've mm-hmm. been playing with this really interesting... On the surface, double mage comp. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it, it starts out with Orphea, because we have a one Orphia, Orphea, like we mentioned in a couple episodes and stuff. And then the second part piece of the puzzle started out as a Stukov because of the Not Paradox video of Spine Launcher, because it basically gives us a really good... Um,
0: early, early damage spike ability yeah, to take we're always down. getting
1: slows. And then we usually, or we had been pairing that with an Arthas. And then LDAP here had the idea that he's like, I've been playing Zarya, and I think this can work. I'm like, maybe it can. And so he talked about the build, talked about the idea, and the idea is basically that Zarya can enable um, Orfea as, as like a hyper-carry, like an old-school hyper-carry because of the shields, and since she's more mobile than any other
0: And not just her, KT. Right.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. So the other part of this, too, is that we've had KT, and then... And then the, the one of the major bonuses of this thing is it sets up a wombo combo for both mm-hmm. Orphea and Kalthazad. And on top of that, we've kind of pulled out a new one and we've kind of went full NA on it. Um, and we've, we've we pulled out a Zool exactly. <laughs> and, and, and the Zool pick is kind of what makes this, this whole comp come alive in some way. <laughs>
0: Because we're locking things down. We're we're beating things up.
1: Well, it's like the weird thing is like Zul, like I can just drop my bone prison and there's just so much follow-up from everybody involved that I Mm -hmm. forget about it. Like I don't even need to go deep anymore because you guys are like, oh, there's my target. You know, it's just a major telegraph of like, that's where I need to land all of my delayed skill shots. It's going to be a good day for me, right? It's like having another glacial spike built into your team. Right. And it's just...
0: and then. Crazy. and then, like, and then what happens is sometimes things get banned, right? So, then we're saying, mm-hmm. okay, well, what's the alternative to Orphea? Yeah, Maiev? May- <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe my yeah. um, what happens if you lose your KT? Chromie, <laughs> you Chromie know, could work. What, happens if, what happens if you lose Zarya? Mm, Gaslow, I mean, you know, so it's like you know, so you're is trying,
1: similar yeah. in alt, yeah. and at least in yeah. principle.
0: Right, so you start thinking, you know. but more importantly, when you bring your meta, people don't play against that meta, and they don't know what the hell to do. Especially if it's like, you know, so this is, you know. The line is, yes, the pros are there. They're going to guide this. They're going to tell us how the game should be played. But it's at the pro level, and we're not all pros. And yes. while we can borrow it from the pros, we can copy what the pros are doing and to some extent. We have to make it applied to our league. More importantly, these changes that they're making are more for us, our leagues. You know, where mistakes are made, we don't want that to lead to the game just ending right there and everyone hating. It. We want to say we're always in this. We're always in this. Now, this brings the you know the counter argument that well, shouldn't you have snowballing because it's sort of like you know, hey, the we've earned it. <laughs> right. The, We've gotten thirty kills and we've taken all the forts and the keeps down.
1: Yeah, that was one of the weird what feelings we... about this stuff, where we would have like twenty-five to five, and it would still be a one level like yeah de- deficit for the team. Aren't,
0: <laughs> aren't we entitled to win this game by you know landslide? And the answer from Blizzard at this time is no. <laughs> <laughs> you you have to earn it. You have to you have to be the last man standing or the last team standing, and that core has got to be pick a zero. And
1: you push all the lanes,
0: right? <laughs> So I mean, now the great thing about this debate has been the some of the articles that have come out, like Critical Kitten. He you know he's always talking about fixing the meta or breaking the meta or breaking a folk. You know he's got his article, and the same with ChaosOS. And they talked about the catapults and and the the camps, right? And they said you know one of the things like ChaosOS was I think kind of uh, was um, kind of campaigning for was because you know between objectives there's not a lot to do other than soak maybe make the camp spawn faster mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like so there's constant strong you know, you're constantly have something to do between the objectives and since the camp and since the camps do provide some level of experience that's another way to add some experience back into the game to give your yeah you know, so a team that makes sure they take some junglers they might have a competitive advantage that eh, yep. sounds good to me you know uh you know uh Changing the damage, you know, the the scaling of the the catapults, so that you know, there's not that uh, freezing of a lane that occurs. All right, sounds good, you know. But these are things that Blizzard can implement later, you know, in the patch cycles, right? Before and the thing I wanted to check and I didn't check um, in the game was: Are we in season five or season one of 2019? Because someone today said that the season is actually season five, and I didn't. I, oh, for weird. some reason, so I, this
1: going to be a sword season then.
0: No, no, like it's it's not as well. It's not that it's a short season, but that season one hasn't begun yet, or 2019 season hasn't. Been. So oh. I gotta check this out because I, you know, I just kind of like, I just assumed that this was season one of 2019. But yeah, that's what I was. I would have thought. Yeah, so I'm firing up the client right now, but uh, um, it always takes too long. Uh, <laughs> right, it's So ranked. It says season five, so we're in season five. So there's the fifth season. All right, cool. All right. So now that's been settled. <laughs> so we're not in the 2019 season yet. So a lot of what Blizzard said with things were going on in the 2019 season, that doesn't begin until I think March, the first week of March or the second week of March. So So interesting. interesting. Yeah. So we're getting, you know, this is the pre this is like the kind of the the precursor to season one of twenty nineteen. So I feel that we got a number of iterations to that are going to occur between now and season 1, you know. Yeah. With yeah, you know, and uh, you know, I think that the you know, there's going to be some adjustments to the catapults, there's probably going to be some adjustments to the towers. There's going to We're still probably seeing about three we're probably looking at 2-4 probably six balance patches, you know.
1: Well, plus these all have rippling changes in how everything is played, right? Yeah. Like we were saying yeah. like these pros Now, everyone has to go back and reevaluate the hero roster, right? The idea of create your own meta. The the entire thing is up in the air now. Yes. What was once good and top tier is no longer the case with how big these changes are.
0: Exactly. And that's something to look forward to. You know, Uh I mean, the game has changed, and it's changed to the benefit of everyone who, you know, who commits to playing the game and playing, at least trying to soak and trying to, learn, to win team fights. Yeah.
1: I think the biggest... Yeah. Um, I think just the biggest thing about all this, though, is like with the role changes upcoming and how they've just yeah. reworked many of the um, specialists themselves really, <coughs> really shows kind of the direction they want to go with those uh, specialist-type heroes, right? Except for... Abathur currently. Uh, Abathur and the Vikings are kind of the two outliers. Because, um, like, the rework with Sylvanas, which you'll get to, is it really shows the difference in playstyle of those heroes now, right? And it, that's part of why I keep thinking, like, the, I, that's why I think the Zul is, like, a thing that's kind of, like, one of those things that they need to change to, or probably be looked at going forward, right? Right. Because the, their, their identity is shifting.
0: Hmm.
1: So I'm not. not, I don't really know where it's going, to be honest. But yeah.
0: Well, and that's the thing, and this is where now Paradox came in and said, you know, what you're you know what you're proposing there, you know, and Chaos or Critical Kitten did a great job of like kind of aggregating everyone's kind of feedback, at least from the initial patch. Um, and this is where maybe the pro players uh you know they have um some influence here to talk about you know what's the proceed going to be like after this you know and you know i think for the most part players the 99 percentile will play the game that's put in front of them you know they might they might complain a little bit but for the most part if they if they have a chance to win i think that's that's good Mm -hmm. um will they like how it feels I, i agree with everyone's sentiment that this passive experience it's not intuitive and hopefully Blizzard, you know, they've, they've got some, I, I, I'm I'm kind of, I guess, in the mindset that they probably have some things that they want to put in place to help people know mm. what's occurring, but they just, they're slowly revealing, you know, and they're they're going to take their time. Like, ar- like all the things they've made changes for recently, like armor, like it's clear to tell now what people's armor bonuses are now. You, you know, it took them a year or two, but... They eventually did <laughs> that. Yeah. So I mean, it um, looks really good too. Yeah.
1: And some of them have some weird psychological benefits, like or exactly just impacts. Like the one for Gul'dan, mm-hmm. uh, his healing reduction talent, where he gets spell power for healing reduction.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Having that visible <coughs> constantly, I think that might change people's perception of that talent.
0: Hmm.
1: You know, because it was it was yeah. hidden before, and now that it's constantly there, it's going to make it feel really like way more negative. I think.
0: Right. So wherever you fall in this, you know, in this uh, discussion, you know, Mm -hmm. I think you're going to have to take you're going to have to create your own meta. You're going to have to, you know, make the adjustments. (laughs) The pros are going to be maybe a reference point. But I think you have to, you know, kind of draw inspiration from experience, you know. And another thing about this is if you do figure some things out, take the opportunity to communicate that when you're playing the game, when you're, you know, if the players aren't in, you know, voice chat with you, type it out, say we need soak at bottom, you know, we need, Mm -hmm. you know, we can't fall behind, you know, and if, if people aren't paying attention, maybe you've got to be the unsung hero to do it. But I think that this is another thing you can't expect other people to do what's right. You're going to have to give them suggestions or directives, you know, as long as you're civil about it, I don't see a problem. Well, and I
1: think that's why I, I, we, I think we stress playing with friends. And why we, why us ourselves really don't play ranked unless we have three or more,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, because we, we stacking the deck, you know, in our favor, so to speak is, is really what allows us to catapult ourselves to a win because that, you know, that two, the duo or the, or the one for the four one split is really not that much of a game changer in, in mm-hmm. the overall grand scheme of our, our playstyle currently.
0: Right. And that's the thing, you know, it's like, I think that they're one of the things we've talked about is there's a need to talk about dual queue and tri- trio queue and, you know, um, trying to figure out if you can influence a, a, a team league game as a party of two. Um, is there a comp that, that work really well together that can help kind of direct other people to follow along and, and, and work together? Or is yeah. there like a, like an, you know, Asvin and Anna? you know, people don't oh, what, well, as getting healed. No, 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 mm-hmm. When it Asm- when Anna, you know, Nana boosts an Asmadan, an Asmadan goes crazy.
1: <laughs> <He's> dropping <laughs> meteors on you, not just dunks. <laughs> right. So
0: people don't really know that stuff intuitively either. And I think that's one of the things I hope that we've discussed, you know, this show we've canned 18 episodes. We'll probably have 20 by the end of the year. Considering the next two weeks. Um, maybe the show needs to change. And we talked about maybe adding like a video a video concept of it or a vlog part of it, and then maybe having a podcast. And so we, we've talked about this and, you know, maybe it's still in the iterative st- stages, but maybe we have more of a, we do a more um, kind of like a rundown an hour or two on Twitch, you know, where we record something and then we, We'll leave it up the vlog up there for the entire, for people to download, but it also will publish some of the content onto YouTube for small digestible bites. And these are the things that like help people kind of see like the potential for combos.
1: Yeah. Because Um, like what we're saying is sure it sounds good on paper, but the actual execution of it is really kind of, I think that's what gives it the magic, like seeing mm -hmm. it in action.
0: Yeah. I know, like, and the you know people have been talking about quick match because of the length of time. One of the things I'll say about that is what I've observed: if you play a necessary role, like a tank or, or an actual hero that's in the call to call to arms, you'll get a pretty fast queue within a minute or two. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you play like a non-necessary role, it's going to take about five minutes. You know, and if you pair up with someone, now is this a good thing or a bad thing? I like the balance comps because this last week, you know, I was like, oh, I saw an article about Zarya, let me play around with this. And so I took the <laughs> article, I read through it. And then I went into Quick Match, and because Zarya is not classified as a warrior in the, uh, the new role revamps, she wasn't getting called arms. And so I was waiting about five minutes. But I can yeah. tell you right now, my success rate with Zarya and Alarak for the most part was quite high because of the comps being more balanced. You know, having a tank, having a healer, having a ranged DPS... You know, it, right. it felt like you were playing on a normal team. You know, it's, it's just <laughs> the communication at the time.
1: <clears throat> well, yeah, because before was, Zarya would be put in yeah. as a main tank substitute, yeah, and she has zero main tanking ability, really.
0: Right, <laughs> right and the great thing, the thing about Zarya is you're usually paired with you. You'll get paired with a Nabither like one out of every four games, which. Most adversaries aren't, like, great, especially in quick match. <laughs> right. You know, so you generally can win with that. You know. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, so, you know, I've been one tricking with uh, Stukov, I've been one tricking with Alarak, i been one tricking with uh, Zarya, you know, and it's just been fun. You know, just the new matchmaking and quick match. Like, I think you, when we talked, you know, I played quick match exclusively last year in 2016. In the 20s, well, oh, wasn't maybe it was 2017 so all well in 2016 i played a little bit but in 2017 i you know i decided i'm going to level all the years mm-hmm. so i started like in may when 2.0 came out Yep. went all the way to you know december and got everything to 15. and then in january Mar- march i had ventured into hero league team and and uh more so hero league than team league but uh and you know proceeded to actually learn the meta <laughs> you know and it took me, you know, you see, you, know, you see my ranking. I've been playing quite a lot of Hero League, and you know, and then we, when we started getting together, Team League, and you know, I feel like I'm, you know, the experience. I, I kind of swore off this quick match because uh, it just wasn't right. Now I'm playing it again, and I'm enjoying it. You know, like I said, I don't like. It, it's a good mode to learn, but I prefer. Team League right now. And I wouldn't mind playing Hero League if I didn't have to wait twice as long to get a Hero League match even as a silver. Yeah.
1: yeah. It just feels but the Quick match feels very weird right now. I would yeah. say.
0: And I do wonder if there's like a, a, you know, if there's some tweaking they can do to, to the matchmaking. Out. I mean, because right, like 30 seconds in, it goes to expanding start, right? So Yeah. You know, so it doesn't even seem like it, like in Hero League Team League, it's supposed to go like two or three minutes before it does that. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, the rules are not really clear yeah and and for the casual player they're not prepared for this change because they'll go in the quick match now and wait five minutes for a match and they're like they're not happy you know so we get a post about once an hour about quick match blows (laughs) those are broken but you know i guess you just have to kind of you know once again a non-intuitive thing about the game is you have to maybe have a mini game or read it or your homework or whatever between matches. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, it's funny. Is we complain about our wait times. Fan waits like thirty minutes to forty minutes to get a grandmaster match. Yeah,
1: no, in I between, kind of forgot. I yeah. forgot about that. You know,
0: in between, he plays like a a, a game of Artifact, Hearthstone, and Fortnite. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's it's kind of it's kind of funny, but uh, but yeah. So I mean, this is where we're at right now. You know, with regards to. You know, I'm glad to see these changes are in place. I'm looking forward to the iteration. I'm looking forward to the mm-hmm. discussion. I'm looking, I'm not so looking forward to the discord that occurs as a result. But yeah. you know, the thing about it is, is that as as people who play the game, if you're listening to this podcast, you are probably one of those people like us who are, you know, kind of just like, yeah, I wish people would stop complaining half the time and just and, and Blizzard just kind of speed it up a bit. But the reality is, that they got a few months to do this. And you know we're you know, good things come to those awaiting. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well and they just need real time data, right? I mean like yes. from just, play the the, game. just from their perspective, I think I forget what it was, but it's like from all of their playtesting on any new hero, the community is able to eclipse that within like the first few hours of a release. Mm-hmm. So that just kind of shows you just like, you know, The difference right (laughs) yeah
0: because
1: you just got to get in there and play games because then they can start collecting data because they definitely have a lot more knobs or at least buckets of which they're collecting data than we're privy to just because they're the ones that created the game Mm -hmm. so you kind of just have to take it on faith that they're paying attention you know
0: yeah and that's the thing is some people have just lost their faith in blizzard for whatever reason. There's been you know, so you know, much
1: negativity about Blizzard Activision lately. They've been seeing yeah. lots of stock price pictures and things like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and once again there's people with their bias towards uh Blizzard, they they blame BlizzCon, they blame Diablo. But a lot of the there's environmental factors that are in play here too. The market's correcting itself, you yeah. know. I mean, it depends. Like, if you're an investor, to not, right now is a great time to buy Blizzard stock. It's so dev- <laughs> it's so undervalued right now, you know. And, but, and and you say, well, you know, they might never turn it around. I don't know. I mean, it's like, you know, you don't bet on the house. Or don't bet against the house. The house always wins, right? So Blizzard's got, you know, they got brands. They got psychologically, people are psychologically attached to the World of Warcraft characters and the story, even if they yeah. are complaining about it. But yet, there is a market correction. There is a dip. People are, the facade of World of Warcraft and Hearthstone are starting to wear thin. But yet, you know, Artifact releases and you think it's going to topple Hearthstone, but they They made some misplays in Hearthstone. (laughs) Yeah. And Hearthstone is the the biggest competitor, I think, right now, to uh, Hearthstone is probably the Magic the Gathering Arena, you know. And it's only because it's been out longer, you know, the the Magic the Gathering part of it.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, you know, then you say, okay, well, we're comparing Hearthstone, which is easy to play, kind of, a you know, kind of one of those... That beginner you know,
1: version of... Yeah.
0: Yeah. Versus the advanced, you got to read the entire card text of Magic the Gathering kind of <laughs> approach. You know, so, I mean, you're, it's like shooting a bullet and throwing one. You know, you, you, it's a much easier to throw bullets sometimes than it is to shoot them. You know, you've got to have a gun. You just throw the bullets. You know. So, um, yeah, um... So you know, like I said, yeah, you know, I don't have any like delusions that um, here's the Storm* is going to eclipse eclipse any of these other you know major things. And these gameplay changes aren't necessarily going to you know have people flock to the game, but the skins and and the the hype around the the tournaments, the majors, are the, are things that can hype people in the game. Getting people I would interested say the
1: events, these like in game yeah. events. Mm-hmm. They yeah. always go next level with these things. Yeah. As a dev team. Yeah. Like it just feels really cool. This this version of the Winter Veil this time around is way cooler than yeah. any other one.
0: Yeah, and it's sad because you know Blizzard doesn't really advertise here as the well. yeah. I mean you don't go to the World of Warcraft uh, you know uh, Twitch channel and see a bunch of hot advertisements for HOTS. Yeah, come see
1: the to- come see the toy box or whatever. <laughs>
0: yeah. You'll see a lot of like Overwatch, but you know, yeah, and that's where the podcasters, the Reddit community, and you know, we need to kind of that's where we come in to kind of generate that excitement. If we're constantly backbiting and talking shit, you know, on the forums, mm-hmm. people are gonna say, Well, maybe you know, there's always a post at least once a day saying, Is this a dead game? Should I get involved? You know, so it's like
1: it's such an annoying sentiment it, to me,
0: yeah. But it's the like- thing about it is, is I don't know how to you know, other than to say I enjoy it and yes. I've learned to enjoy it. You know, I didn't like MOBAs before. But, you know, now yeah. I feel like I play a MOBA that has an identity that I'm, you know, that I'm emotionally connected to to some degree. Yeah. So, and I don't have any desire to play World of Warcraft. It's like it's totally foreign to me. Hearthstone. I was, you know, basically it was like, like two years ago, like when I was in my ma- my master's program. You know, I was. I I stopped playing World of Warcraft and I, I needed something to play. Hots was a little bit too, you know, too involved for me, so I started playing Hearthstone. Played it a lot. Yeah. I liked it, you know, but I didn't like to pay for everything. I didn't right. like the paid model. It
1: seems kind of grindy, just kind of.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but then you know, got back into the Hots and mm-hmm. and Starcraft, so you know, these appeal to me, and I know this about myself.
1: Right. Well, I think that's part so- of it. Like nowadays, in general. Yeah. You should play the games that are that resonate with you for whatever reason. I don't think right. you need to necessarily have a really articulate why. Um, it can literally just come down to you enjoy playing it with your friends. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think if if we didn't have a solid enough crew that we do have right now and it's never been as solid as it has been, I don't think I'd be as into the game. It probably would have mm-hmm. petered out a while ago had it not been the way it is now with the, the revamp of Team League and just having friends who are adaptable and we kind of have our own thing going on
0: yeah and that's a good and that's a good point too is you know if they would put more social features in the game better party finders and things like that yeah. i think you know people would you know not care as much you know yeah. <laughs> this. well um, i think
1: you know. too though is like i said before with the the creating your own meta thing that can only mm-hmm. go so far right because it only works yeah. because we're all in on it like as a as a group
0: mm-hmm.
1: um where we try to do that double mage thing before it and we had we were a three and a two and we tried to do it. You know, I was tank and we had the Orphea Kelth- Kelthazad and there's people that they couldn't wrap their brain around it. They said, Nope, don't do double mage, double mage is bad, period. You know, nope. it's a double mage, it can't work. Um and you know, that's just people's again, implicit bias, right? Because it's a it, it's a bias built into the game. Um And so and sometimes you just can't get past that when when you're not when you're dealing with random people who have their own,
0: I, I will say this: we learned the triple. I will say this: we learned the triple mage does not work.
1: No, triple mage just <laughs> definitely not work,
0: because
1: <laughs> <So. laughs> you have zero poking ability. <laughs> <So. coughs>
0: well, I think we we covered this. And like I said, I'm encouraged by the less than ten games we played. You know, like I said, I, what I've six? experienced.
1: I think we lost one. Or, yeah, five, or five and one or
0: something, or four and one. Awesome. Yeah, I'm counting some of the quick matches I played too.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm kind of encouraged um, by what I see. Oh, the, the know, other thing not?
1: I want to mention too is that the Towers of Doom map is the old style of yeah. the game still. So mm-hmm. what that means is this, this change isn't in a vacuum per se.
0: Right.
1: Um, we, we still have Towers of Doom existing on the old format. So Blizzard can use that as a template of sort since the mechanic is kind of weird. But they can still see that as, the, as like, okay, if we were to keep the structure the same, here's how the XP looks, and here's the new format, and then they can kind of juxtapose them together to see what the, the differences are. Yep.
0: So. So there was some HTC news this week, meaning there was no news. <laughs> <laughs> but well, some teams didn't sh- internet- ask simplicity did announce their 2019 ro- roster obviously uh vin has been f- uh, officially parted ways with uh Temper storm um hmm. uh and you know the kala you know he did kind of reach out and told everyone hey i got it on good authority that blizzcon 20 20- or the htc 2019 uh, and blizzcon will return in 2019 and uh they're going to get some di- they're going to probably get improved funding you know so you know he, he, he <laughs> but he said that it's probably not going to start until sometime in late february you know so take that for what it's worth trixler he announced that he's no longer going to be a caster for the hcc he's going full full um streamer i think um gillyweed we talked about that last week um today we learned that uh, one of the the sponsors for one of the open division teams left, and we'll only be sporting a Dota team. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to find that article. So yeah, the news has been kind of like when it comes to HEC, everyone's ex- wants Blizzard to make an announcement, and Blizzard's just been not making an announcement, and it's getting to, the, I think it's getting to a point of crescendo where the 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 dis- <laughs> the, 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 the dis-
1: un- uneasiness and the pitchforks yeah. are starting to come out.
0: Yeah, like Tetris, like you know, he's like he's he's talking on Twitter and you know he's posting like you know how it's affecting him psychologically, not knowing what his future is going to be. Yeah. Um. You know, and I can see where you know these stresses, you know, aren't good. You know, but in the same token, this is what you sign up for. You know, I mean, this if you want to be this, you can definitely complain and we'll definitely you know validate your emotions, but this is the way it is right now. You know, well, does it change my opinion of Blizzard or HTC? Not really. I mean, I, I I would I would encourage them to be as forthcoming and transparent as they possibly can, but you don't know what's going on. There could be serious negotiations, you know, and money disputes, things that we're not seeing at all. You know, the funny thing is we're not hearing about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, the teams themselves seem kind of like out of the loop, you know. So really, all the Blizzard holds all the cards. So as a point of reference, I think. Uh, the week of Christmas last year is when they announced HTC 2018. You know, like, the the details of that. So yeah. I think that's what we're expecting this year is some type of announcement oh. around. So another week or two of limbo and posts on Reddit and Twitter, people complaining that there's no HTC
1: information.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I, you know, and I don't know how to interpret that or how to, I just say, you know, for those people who are worried about it, you know, professionally, you know, I understand. And yeah,
1: I mean, I totally understand from their professional standpoint, but Mm -hmm. the negative sentiment that I've experienced because of this stuff is, it's a little, uh, it's pretty depressing.
0: Yeah. And I think that, you know, like putting myself in Tetris shoes, you know, that I don't even know the guy, but he's English. Um, I would be really concerned about expressing my my opinions publicly, be you know, in that sense. Because of, you know, if I'm if I'm projecting a lack of no confidence or lack of confidence, you know, I'm kind of affecting the brand. Yeah. Now I know that this sounds kind of chicken shit, you know, and and political, very diplomatic. But the point about it matter is what what type of narrative do you want to tell you know and how do you want to affect the brand yeah you know, if you don't like what happens after they, if they don't select you as a caster or something that's fine but leading up to it i think you're putting yourself at more risk by stating things like that and mm-hmm. i would be more skillful personally you know i'm more i'd be a little bit more skillful than expressing myself and, and caught and casting doubt on the organization that i'm supposedly representing right so not that you know Tetra's wrong on what he does because I think he truly cares about his career and um you know the game itself and you know the HTC. but and this I think where the most people are kind of empathetic towards is the players who this is their livelihood you know so and they're the people that have to be followed you know and this year alone we we don't we, we don't know what tempest storms gonna look like I mean with you know Vin leaving you know uh fan leaving you know what's what's the What's the roster going to shape up to look like? You know? And then more importantly, how are these teams going to play with the gameplay changes and such. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. I mean, I wish we had more information. Maybe yeah. it's good because we're going to make the show kind of short because we're already at the hero discussions and we're not even like two hours. We're not we're even not, like an hour, hour in. Hour.
1: We're just hitting out. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it.
0: Right. Maybe that's good for our viewers. We'll be, it like, be, be. Like, a, we'll be like a normal podcast one yeah. hour in. <laughs> So um, so there were two hero discussions this week. Um, the, the one on the last Thursday was the Brightwing work. So uh, we talked about Brightwing early. It was one, Brightwing was one of the first... It was actually, I think, the first hero discussion I posted in 2018 back in February. And since that time, around September, uh, she was reworked and in order to... Uh, build the cleansing uh, to her kit as opposed to being a talent that she had to take um, and also turning some of her abilities into, into some skill shots to get more value from them if if she could land them. Um, so, I mean, hmm. my Brightwing for my for myself has always been kind of a sore spot. I mean, there's times I play her and I'm brilliant and there's times I play her and I'm just dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> you
1: know? I haven't been good at Brightwing since before she had venom and she could be a pseudo-assassin. Mm-hmm. Pseudo
0: assassin. mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and that was when I would play her and one-trick her, and it was fun to be the, the blink fiend. But yeah. since then, I have not been able. She seems way too passive to me.
0: Yeah. Well, the one thing that she's classified as a hard <coughs> hero to play, like she's she's still classified as like one of the harder supports to play. Yeah. Hmm. Um, And, you know, as a result, um, you know, uh, it definitely increased her viability in the current meta. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in the same token, she only works in certain situations, I think dive comps, anti dive. It's like, you know, she works in that kind of like dive or anti dive. But her healing output is such that, I mean, she can put out some numbers. But it's this passive healing, you know, mm-hmm. there's there's very little active healing, you know. Your you shield is your but The only
1: target right. will heal is your teleport.
0: Right. The teleport <laughs> or, or, and the shield. So the biggest thing she has is, like, you know, landing her Qs, Um, and, you know, trying to get her Z to kind of come off cooldown much faster. So... You know, for myself, I think this is one of those things where we can talk about it, but the reality is, you gotta kind of go into the hero lab and uh, kind of mess around uh, yeah. and you know try some things out. And there's a lot of tips and tricks with her. You know, with regards to when you z back, you know, when you you go back to base and then z in, uh, when do you take more wins? Like on point control maps, you know, her uh, the MR wins kind of acts as Zarya's, uh, you know. One of her heroics, where she can the repulsion zone, where it kind of knocks people out of the center, yeah. um, you yeah. know. But and that used to be that's pretty much the go-to talent. It was on on point control maps. She was like she could be one of the healers you choose, you know, because she has a global and she has that ability to also kind of disrupt the situation. And then also she can take a uh, like a dive assassin or a, you know or a, a bruiser. Out of the game by just you know polymorphing and such, and I think she's a like a hard counter like Artanus for his shields. Like one of the things Artanus, he does this thing and he generates a shield. Well, if he's in the middle of doing his you know one-two combo and you turn him into a you know to a frog or a crab or whatever the hell she is, he loses the the shield. He loses the shield, so you basically then just jump on him and kill him. So it's like yeah, yeah, um. But like I said, I don't play her a lot. Yeah, I was hoping... I don't really have much ahead. You know, I mean, I... I um, but I definitely think this will be a hero I, I might, you know, throw in the trainer and see if I can make it work, you know. I definitely... Like, the the map I see a lot of people pick her on is Cursed Hollow, you know, because yeah, of the, that, it's sense. a three-lane map. Three-lane you map, like, she can...
1: But you still really don't use her as a split-soaker.
0: Hmm. Not really. Well... You can, though. I mean, she can be in the bottom lane soaking, and then when the objective is <laughs> up, she can see in, you know, in an Emerald.
1: But I think sometimes it's a little too late in that scenario. Sometimes. Yeah. I'm not saying all the time. Yeah. Um, and,
0: and the one thing I'll say about it is the HTC, they don't play her. You know, it's like, doesn't have enough output.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't think she heals. She's, well, she doesn't have the burst healing capability. Right. 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 And her blink heal inherently... <clears throat> her blink heel and her Z in inherently mm-hmm. cause her to telegraph where she will be, and right. pro players can read those plays much easier than anyone else. You know, and I mean yeah. we've even had that with our like KT combos where Brightwing wing, really, we're setting up a pick. Brightwing's teleporting in, you know. And we kill we don't kill him fast enough, and all of a sudden we get a free Brightwing too. You know.
0: Yeah, and I, and that but I think you know one of the things. If you're in a kind of a dive combo, like you, and you don't want to be disruptive, disrupted, Brightwing becomes a ban that you consider because of her ability to take a hero out of the game for a period of time, mm-hmm. you know, and make them ineffective. You know, if Terios on his, you know, Judgment in, and he suddenly turns into a, you know, a squirrel, <laughs> not a, uh, not a good, you know, not a good day, or your Orphia, you know, for the matter, and that's. Yeah. You know, that's something you have to kind of you, be mindful of but like i said i think that you know there's people that play her a lot and are successful with her you know so like i mean i don't know what it is that you know they do it. yeah yeah but no like either. you said like you said the positioning is kind of the weak the weak aspect of this hero and even with the rework they've you know they've given her more kind of like utility but and, and she's and pretty squish yeah still yeah she's not like a white main. No. Well, White. Ma-
1: I think White Maid is a whole different scenario. You know, because she mm-hmm. like, um, but- I don't know how to explain it. Like, this is kind of derailing us a little bit, but that's normal for our podcast. Um, it's like I think we talked about it before, but White Man's healing is just so hard to see outside of her W. And yeah. and I think it's the armor too. Having the R button that gives a huge burst of armor. Um, really affects her throughput because you don't know, you don't know, you know.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting because a lot of people thought that the rework, you know, on the surface was good, but then after they played it for a period of time, they think it makes her a little bit more difficult to play now, you know. So maybe it, it's not as working as it intended. We played against a few Blight Wings, you know, like we got a few
1: uh, that were good, but then we kind of been coming mindful. Yeah, I think that the, the healer meta has shifted quite a bit since uh, BlitzCon. Yes. You know, with with Sukov kind of coming up significantly, mm-hmm. Rhaegar is viable. We've been playing with him a bit. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I like Rhaegar. I think Rhaegar is viable on um, camp, well, Sky now,
1: now with camp clearing being more important too.
0: Yeah, but um, well, I think he's got he's got value on Sky Temple. And he's got value on Kurta. Uh, yeah, because he can split off. And he has, you know, basically he's kind of <coughs> ancestral. He's he's the biggest value to Rhaegar, in my opinion, is his team fight capability. Like he can put that slow down.
1: The, yeah, the slow and yeah. the fact that he can do more damage than an ever support. Right. Right. Where where Deckard has a ton of CC, but mm-hmm. Deckard can't go forward at all. Right. You know, he still has to skirt around the back and uh, look for not to get caught out, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a really interesting um, dynamic right now of the support world. I would say there's a lot that are w- usable, but it depends on what your comp is trying to do. Uh, and I think nine times out of ten, you want more CC, like like area CC denial, like a like a Stukov, because that just right. kind of shuts off a lot of things. Um, Toronto got hit hard with this flop of one and seven.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She feels very, very lackluster now, which is surprising. I wasn't expecting her to fall off as much as she has. Because um, we played with her and it just felt like she had no tools, which was weird. Right. You know, she's really like a level 17, but she, if she falls behind, she doesn't, she can't keep up.
0: Yeah, and that's a couple of things you want to keep in mind about Brightwing, you know, she is, she can split push, you mm-hmm. know. It, so on short rotation maps, she can split push. Uh, she doesn't require mana, you know, for the the soothing mist. Oh, really? You know, that she's right. So there's no mana cost there. Um, That's an interesting. She, you know, we talked about the the emerald winds being one of the stronger disengages for point control maps. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got a really good wave player with her Qs and things like that. Um, and and she has a built-in cleanse, so you mm-hmm. can't. Discount that cleanses, you know, and it's built in. So she's got that at level one. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, um, it's on a really long. It's on a pretty long cooldown, but you know, not longer than most. But still, it's on a long cooldown. But having a is, you know, and it's built in. She's the. That's probably the biggest thing she gives you is that cleanse and the ability to blink and shield. Um hmm. Yeah. You know, so I think it's kind of, you know that's kind of like you want to keep that in mind. If you need the split soak. You need to, and, and you know you're on a strong, engaged um, comp. Uh, you know that's what you're you're looking to to kind of bring into the meta. She really, wer- I think, works well uh, for like you know, like a Kerrigan. You know, Kerrigan giving her shields, Maiev giving him sh- her her shields, uh, Falstad, you know, giving them shields, and the Hakka. These are all like uh, cures that she will synergize with well and and enable. Especially like, you know, Kerrigan and um and Maiev. I mean, and Falstead that matter I I don't think Falstead has a lot of problems with positioning per se. I
1: think Falstead can sure. work. We've had a few good yeah. Falsteads in our in our
0: yeah.
1: um But then
0: but then if you pick a Bright Wing early, the enemy team can then pick a Varian or a Nubrak or a Greymane to counter mm-hmm. that. So right. you gotta kinda of like you know, kind of figure those things out. Yeah, and it, and then the maps. That I think she's you know shows a lot of good potential on you know are the like it's Ultric Pass, Dragonshire, Sky Temple. Anything it's like got a lot of distance. She can cover that distance even with the yeah. uh, the changes to her you know to the cooldown on the travel power. You know, uh, so I think that once again. You know, if you're taking in the wave clear, maybe these are the things you focus on with the bright wing. Stay safe, split soak as much as you can. But then knowing that she can z in and you know help disrupt those those point control maps, so uh, is a good thing. So, like yeah. I said, that's where I kind of end end my dissertation on the good old bright wing. Yeah, yeah good. I, another. I'm,
1: I think you've beat it to I, death I, officially. <laughs>
0: Yeah. But it's a good discussion. And it's always good to revisit these things. It was great because like when I looked at the original, the framework was like really tight. Like you know like ten questions and a little bit of blurb. So I got an opportunity to kinda of expand upon that, add a few more videos that have been produced since that time. Hmm. And anyway, we're gonna wrap it up tonight and we're gonna talk about aspen And that was the here discussion on uh, Tuesday. And uh as an Anne, you know, uh, we originally covered him, once again, like, February. We were doing, at the beginning of February, March, April, May, I was, up until June, I was doing three hero discussions a week, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Man. And, you know, I didn't mind doing it that much, but then I thought to myself, well, we're going to run out of heroes real soon. <laughs> Like especially like, mm-hmm. so I said, well, why don't we just go to a dual, you know, twice a week kind of thing, and you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And that worked pretty well because sometimes on Fridays, it was the HTC weekend. So the, the here discussion would get bumped or something like that. Yeah. So we wouldn't get a lot of traction. So people wouldn't participate. And typically on, on average, we get about 50 upvotes and about, I don't know, 40 to 60 comments per uh, here discussion. Um, so... You know, that being the case, Asmodan, he got quite when I first when he was first released in discussion, got you know quite a lot of attention because a lot of people were playing Asmodan. And then with the rework, you know, it's obvious that he's still a bit overtuned. And I, you know I don't know, yeah. you did it. it was funny because like, you know, I went through and looked at people who did videos and there was this guy named Wenzeltron who produced <laughs> the Lord of the Dunk Build. So I mean, you know, you've kind of played him, and you know, yeah, I don't, I don't, I haven't played him as much. I had a friend of mine loved to play him, called my, him Fat So mm-hmm. my
1: brother played him a cu- a whole bunch before he got his rework. Um, mm-hmm. My brother doesn't actually play the game much anymore because he's, you know, mm-hmm. he he lives inside the real world or something like that. I don't know. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> it sounds lame, <laughs> <clears throat> but he used to play Dying. Yeah, I know. I, I I got this weird sinus thing. It's mostly just sinus drainage. My culture is there.
0: You need um, medicine. It's
1: not medicine. <laughs> it's just because I was breathing in small particle dust, and it's still, you know, in there. A little bit. <laughs> I, I spent like 15 minutes in a shower breathing in and out and coughing up phlegm. It was great. Um, too much information. Anyways, <laughs> since Azmadan's rework um, kind of goes back to the idea or the, the thing I mentioned before with the role changes. Azmadan really isn't a specialist anymore. He's a backline mage. I.e., similar to that of Chromey. Um, he needs to stack with the four, three, four man, whatever you decide to call it. Um, and now his generals go into the side lane, probably helping the solo laner. Um, in general, that was not a pun intended. The. Um,
0: oh, because he has generals. I get it. Man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a terrible one. It was a borderline dad joke. Uh, <laughs> outside of that I just think he's kind of one dimensional though like he just tosses fat globes out and having an R-, R button like the the new Blackpool is kind of lame I would say
0: mhm
1: the uh it just feels really like kind of I don't know I, it, cause it's just not interactive right it's kind of like Ga- Gazlos Robo Goblin <laughs> Where, right. where, you, right. when you don't do anything to have an R button, like the R buttons are like half the fun for the game, for me at least. Um, I don't know. I always, I always fought, I always found when Asban had like got his second claim to fame, prior, prior to the rework, was when his like split pushing ability was really good, and you could like put generals in other lanes, and you'd be kind of getting this macro champion kind of thing, kind of like an avatar in some way. That was really mm-hmm. fun. I thought. But again, and Blizzard doesn't like having those kind of builds in the game because they're non-interactive. So I don't, I don't know. He's in. A, I think he's in an okay spot, and like you said, he is over-tuned. But I think that's part of his scaling stuff, right? And it's kind of like a skill of the uh, Asbadan and the team he's with, um, and, and it kind of goes again to the to the um, like our creator own meta thing. I'm okay. I'm pretty okay with having a Asmiden on our team, or against us rather, because sure he can chunk and do a lot of damage, but he doesn't really secure kills unless he's doing that after the fact, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of teams play him as a hyper carry where he's the one going to secure kills rather than being the poke champion. Um and so in our setup, like, if we can get, like, a couple picks, like, where we make the team fight 2, 3, or, like, even one, you know, a five, five, four, we can kind of just chase down Asboden, you know, Fat chromey exactly, like you said. Um, mm-hmm. and, and when an I say
0: eye. Fat, it's not F-A-T, it's P-H-A-T. Yeah,
1: it's, it's like Fat, son. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, to, me, to me, it just seems like he can be a non-issue when you start losing members on your team. Right. You know? Just all he wins. can do is
0: well, you know, he is considered a duelist. Yeah, you know, so if he's one on one with someone, he can he can win on a one on one fight. Yeah. you know, so. I've been seeing
1: a lot more e builds too, in our like elo, which I think is yeah. the wrong way to go.
0: Right.
1: Because uh, it doesn't that doesn't really get you the highest DPS per second because you're sitting there channeling, you've reduced movement speed, and you know you can d- delete or negate that damage by just walking away from him real quick and resetting him, and then you're good. And then and then all of a sudden, Aspen ends in a bad place because he's in melee range.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know, there's still this mentality in Lilo where as where Dan's on large maps they'll just go into a lane. They'll they might stay Is in the, the middle for. He might stay in the middle initially to get his stats right, you know, and then break off, and then he'll go into his his solo lane and try to push down forts and you know uh, you know towers and forts and stuff. Yeah, uh, but he's also. You know, he's relatively easy to, like, um, body block and interrupt. I mean, in fact, if you interrupt him, like, an Alarak is a good example of a potential counter to an Asmodan. Mm-hmm. Much like Artanis. Any of the major tanks. Anubarak, Diablo, Leoric, uh, you know, Malfiel, you know, you name it. Those guys can counter uh, an Asmodan. So... I
1: think we're really good at playing into it, though.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because, like, again, the KT we use. Totally... Make stacking KT really easy into an Azmodan, right? Because right. you now you have a tank, maybe another tank, and an Azmodan. So you basically have three fat bodies mm-hmm. that you can stack all of your abilities off of really easy. Yeah. So.
0: And he's got some nerfs. Like, you know, the last balance patch, he got a couple nerfs. I don't think he's in a... He's still being banned, first ban, second ban, you know. Mm-hmm. i I would say that maybe you should save that ban for something else, you know, that you don't want to play against. I agree. Like,
1: I I, um, I think, um, I don't know, like, just from a banable perspective, I think it's better to pick mid-tier heroes that people always play, you know, the mm-hmm. Varian's, the Artanis's, the, not necessarily Nazebo, but like, map-specific things that can be really annoying and, and change the pacing of the game because it's like, God damn it, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> if i was if i was going to like play a quick match game i would want to play with nana you know is like you know as my if i had to pick one hero
1: with anna, um, with Asbadan.
0: yeah because I, just the, personally
1: i think that's the worst
0: well i like the nana boost i'm just saying well, like i'd like to see i agree you know, with you
1: know. that but you have multiple fat asses on your team then that you're trying to heal yeah. through and that just makes yeah, sure. for a frustrating anna game
0: that's true. Well, she can go through him now. She, she if can, you know, but, I, uh, but what yeah. if he's
1: just taking poke damage? You're like, God damn it, Asmodan, move your fucking ass out of my face.
0: <laughs> well, so then That's my other hero, <laughs> the other one I would think is because he's susceptible to interrupts, maybe like a Malfurion who can, you know, put down the roots, can get a heal over time on him. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's got uh, mana issues, he can give him an innervate. Maybe a Malfurion might be a good supplement to uh, an Asmodan. Do you think so? Yeah, yeah, and the thing about um uh, um Mafieri is that he does do the moon fire so he can kind of pepper the wave, right? And prepare the wave so when the dump comes, you know, it you know, it can clear all the minions with one shot, you know, early on. Uh same with like maybe a Maev, you know, Maev can, you know, uh weaken a um a set of minions and give Asmodan the ability. And that's the thing about it, this is, is that if you're partnering with an Asmodan, don't take the minions. Let the mm-hmm. Asmodan put a bomb on them. You know, communicate. Well, it's um, like Orfea, right? Right. Yeah, Orphea, don't steal her minions. She needs a Murky. He needs to, you know, kill his minions as well, or a Naz, you know, so be mindful of that stuff and maybe not pick heroes that would be contesting minions like a Murky or a Naz or something. Mm-hmm. Unless you both can share the uh, the joy of you know both uh, both kills. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean like the other, I mean like a tank I'd take with her is Johanna, you know maybe yeah. a Maeva or a Jaina. You know these are some things to think about, but also just be mindful that you can be easily countered by anything. Plus, you can watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, the builds themselves, there you know you can read the article yourself. I mean, uh, I think that level one there's a lot of. Uh, yeah, a lot of discussion on which, uh, should you go gluttony or should you go, what's the other one?
1: Oh. It's the auto-attack one, right? Bombardment, maybe?
0: Yeah. yeah. Hold on. We uh, need uh
1: like, elevator music for when you're searching things.
0: Do, 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 do. So a one talent. You have greed, gluttony, and wrath. So greed, greed is the increased in the time unions in for grant uh annihilation from 1.5 to 3 seconds quest after gaining 200 annihilation globes of annihilation ranges increase uh and deals 20 percent more damage to non-heroic target gluttony is the one where it increases the number of stacks of annihilation gained by hitting heroes with globes of annihilation from two to three after getting 200 each enemy hit by a globe of annihilation reduces its cooldown by 2.25 2- seconds and doubles the damage against the hero
1: yes
0: so i think that's why most people take that and then the third one is wrath Basic attacks against heroes under 75 health gain, uh, one atta- annihilation, and then mm-hmm. after gaining turn of annihilation. Uh, hitting an- a hero with a global annihilation increases the damage of Asmodan's next basic attack. So if you're going to auto-attack or go EA build with an Asmodan, you want the-, the wrath. But like you said, most yeah. people are you know, wanting to gluttony because they want to do more here I also game. think
1: two people play into the Asmodan in the sense that they... Just as a side note, I was just kind of in th- this as you're we talking about it, um, mm-hmm. they don't pay attention in the sense that they clumped too much preemptively. Right. Right. right? So Nasbaden is looking for, you know, three to five, three to five, two, two to four, I guess, is probably the reasonable assumption of how many be- heroes he can reasonably hit. Um, <coughs> so, like, I think one thing we've kind of been doing better. Is calling certain things out is like, hey, they got to spread out a little bit more, right? And so that mm-hmm. globe maybe only hits a couple of people, like three, three at most, stuff like that. So I think that's right. I think that's an adaptation that people can kind of because like it's kind of like uh, KT uh, Kel uh, Thas, where the, the the chain bomb is what wins for him, right? And that's the your team being stupid, plain and simple, right. You Know not being aware of how to play around that,
0: right?
1: So that's my last thing.
0: Yeah, level four, they were recommending health for health forge armor just to make your mini, you know, make your lieutenants and uh, your generals more resilient. Um, they get armor so they last longer, and you know, so that's kind of a recommended approach. Level seven, art of chaos, and then you so basically you're trying to hit two heroes. Um, if you do, you get 30 mana. Uh, I've seen, you know, we've been seeing, I've been seeing, I guess, when we play against Azurdan, Masters of Destruction, where the all-shall-burn final damage applies to all a- enemies in the area and targets and grants, you know, basically you mm-hmm. see these guys trying to, they're, they're trying to channel on the AA, remember. That's pretty um, What was the one match we played against the one we lost on Vox they, they The Azadan took Tides of Sin, you activate to make mm-hmm. the next Global annihilation cost no mana and deal 50% more damage. Um, I guess if you're going to, yeah, if if you're going one of those sieging builds, that's definitely, the most uh, recommendation is take their, um, Demonic Art Invasion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so moving on, you know, uh, Brutish Vanguard, the, that's level 13 talent, Demon Warriors and Lieutenants gain 20%. So if you're buffing them, you might as well give them uh and make them more annoying as hell. Seem to see that a, a lot when we play. Level sixteen total annihilation, global annihilation damage, uh heroes for additional four percent. That's your like your giant killer. Mm-hmm. So and then uh, level twenty, uh, a lot of people recommend pride, you know. After gaining four hundred annihilation, an area of global annihilation is increased by fifteen percent and deals hundred percent more damage. Bang. So basically gigantic bombs. Yes. And what's interesting is these gameplay changes before, you know, you might not get to level twenty. Now you're probably it's gonna guaranteed. get to level twenty. It's yeah, basically so. guaranteed. So yeah, I mean this is one of those ones that I would love to can put in the hero lab and just, you know, try you know, mess around a little bit, make sure I feel comfortable and then see what you can you know, see how you can influence the the, the game you know with Yeah. With
1: I think Asmodan is himself is kinda of, he's fun, but he's not like the most flashy. No, no. You know, like like if I had to pick like Asmodan every game or I don't even know what else I would put in that scenario. Because I don't want to say something like Genji, because that just sounds like puke-inducing. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I just... As-Man is just kind of annoying to, to yeah. have in every game.
0: Well, I think that's the thing, is when you see the enemy team picking it, you you want to kind of catch it, you know? Yeah. And that's...
1: and as me, Well, for me, too, as a tank player, I think it's okay for me to, like... Because he's a fat body, like I said. So if I he's out of place, I can kind of punish him.
0: Yeah. Well, right. you know, I personally think that you know if you're looking for the counters, it's the Artanases. possibly, possibly Leo. He can drain the health. Maybe a Malfiel, um, Sonya, Earthless. or Newbreg.
1: Because the um, large hitbox yeah. equals slow.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Just for just for enabling your team.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only thing you I would say about Arthas Arthas you have to be careful of, is because he could put the laser beam, the ultra burn on you. Right. You don't really have an interrupt that can get rid of that. I don't think so. No. But if so it's be... slow,
1: you can walk away from him faster than he can walk to you.
0: True. 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 Yeah. So, well, anyway, I think we we've covered it. Arthas, way.
1: main, it's your fault. <sighs> <laughs> You've turned me into a believer. <laughs> yeah, that's,
0: that's what I did. do. So, yeah, I think we covered everything we want to talk about tonight. You know, stay positive. Things are going to continue to change. Uh, people will continue to analyze the patch and tell you what they think. But I think it's important to develop your own, you know, approach to this. You know, yep. I, mean, I mean, I think you should, you know, I think it's creepy <laughs> that the, the pros have opinions, but play the game and enjoy it th- and see if you can enjoy it and figure out play which, at your own what's level. the part is. Yeah, Yeah,
1: yeah. Because it's not like you're going to, like, play, pick up basketball like an NBA star right no <laughs> so you got to view the heroes of the storm in the same sense at least yeah. at least that's the most healthy way of viewing it
0: yeah and you know hopefully you're you're going to have positive experiences you know the one thing i'll say is in kind of closing one of the things when i started playing hero league i started focusing on soak you know that was like That was our first a lot episode. of people... yeah and so i would focus on soak you know soak 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 but as i started playing with you and you know i started playing you probably saw my 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 confidence change and i started focusing more on team fights you know mm-hmm. and trying to show up the team fights and be effective in team fights and i think that's just an evolution of my play you know i want to win team fights more than i want to soak so it's like, yeah you see and now you're um, seeing my
1: play changing where i'm focusing on soak more
0: <laughs> yeah well cuz it's that stuff i mean you don't neglect something. But you know you don't want to overly focus on macro, like getting all the camps and everything like that. You want to no, you want to get but, enough camps, you know. But you want to be a, you want to show up for the team fight, yeah, you know, like, and be on time.
1: No, I think I think the one thing we should, could do better is getting camps on time.
0: Yes, you know. that always seems to be that's a pet peeve of mine. That's, it's that's like, what, you know the timers.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then and then sometimes we we try to make aggressive camp plays that are not the greatest.
0: And here's the thing about that, you know, if you have the choice between getting your camps or getting their camp.
1: You should always get your now,
0: camp. <laughs> I think you should get your camps because it forces them to react to your camps and gives you the opportunity to get their. then camp. go get their camps. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> trying to get trying to be sneaky in to get their camps. You know, it can work if you everyone's committed to it and you can do it really quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. but you just have to be you know, to me I think later <laughs> in the game it's less effective, like game changer, having the camps. It's more demoralizing. Yeah. You, oh, they got No, yeah. Again. It's
1: more of like kicking them all down, right? It's yes. like, oh yeah. yes, like you, you got this stolen from you too. On top of that, so now you have even less comeback tools. Cause yes. Because most of the time, those aggressive camps get killed fast. Anyways, they don't really. Yes. They don't get push value, so it's more of just taking things from the map. And I think <laughs> we should probably table that discussion for uh, probably next week when we talk more about. Uh, a more full, fully fleshed out impressions of the, the changes. Yeah,
0: yeah. the gameplay changes,
1: the changes well, and the, the reworks of the two heroes since it's still new.
0: Cool. Well, that's all we got for this week. This is LDAP. You know, you can find me on at T V and I'm one of the moderators for the Heroes of the Storm subreddit. So you know, you know, be nice, be civil, and you won't hear from me. But if you're <laughs> being <laughs> Making some shit posts, or you're, you're being like a clown to some people, you might hear from me and not like it. So, but hopefully, you know, we're, we're all getting along and we'll have a good time this week on the forums, uh, you know, debating in a civil and constructive manner.
1: Sweet. And uh, this is Wenzeltron, also known as Eric Wenzel. You can find me on the Twitter world at Eric Wenzel, or you should go listen to my other podcast that's not three hours long. Neither is this one, though, surprisingly. Feeding Curiosity! And <coughs> over at feedingcuriosity.net, where I talk about real world things, not just video games, sometimes. So, yeah, that's all I got for today, because I'm going to cough if I keep talking.
0: Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Have a great week.
1: Later!